Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Countdown is on. Under three hours to kick off between the Atlanta Falcons and their hated rivals, our hated rivals, Swappers and Moran Frank are in town. I am seeing fewer and fewer Ahudats around here, Harper and Joe, than I have in the past, at least at this hour of the morning. Maybe they're scared of the cold. Maybe they're scared <laughs> Maybe. of the game. I don't know. Only ones I've seen have just drove past us right now. The, the team getting ready to come into the stadium with the with the motorcade. It's the beads. It's the stinking beads. They can wear whatever they want, but the beads, that just gets... The trash, you yeah. mean? The, the, no, the trash they wear around the necks? Yes, that trash. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... And they love it. That's 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 part of who they are and who who the dats, who dats are. It just amazes me. But uh, there's a few. Not as many, though. You're right. Uh, it normally, it's, normally it's, it's packed very, with the who yeah, dats. it's very boastful. This is a great trip that a lot of folks from the, the swamps come... To Atlanta to they live here. What are you talking about, trip? <laughs> <laughs> we have to go there because we don't move down there because we're too smart. They live here, okay? <laughs> They're coming in from like Alpharetta and you know uh, down in Noonan and you know that. I mean, that's what they do. They just okay. Uh, so we uh, have these two teams: uh, the Swampers five and five, Falcons four and six. We talked about the importance of the game. The, the critical nature of the game for the Atlanta Falcons. Joe, uh, bring me up to speed a little bit. We know, of course, uh, you know, out for the year guys uh, like uh, Grady and, and Anderson for the Falcons. Uh, tell me about uh, uh, Derek Carr and Young Way Koo and, uh, and Marshawn Lattimore. Tell me about all the yeah. injuries for the game. Yeah, um, pretty pretty decent news for the Falcons. It was a little bit scary with Young Way Koo uh, being limited in the practice. Didn't, did not practice on Wednesday, then was limited on Thursday, but then practice in full on Friday. He's not even on the game report or the injury report for the game. Coming into today, so that's good news. And that was a back. To, to, be specific. It was a back. Yeah, it was a back injury. That's all we know about it. But um, that would not have been good because if you figure you're going to need Young Way Koo in a game like this, well, frankly, every game the Falcons win, they kind of need Young Way Koo nowadays. So uh, it'll be good to have him. They won't. They will be without Matt Collins. He's the only one who's just officially out today. Um, Taylor Heineke is questionable, but you figure, you hope that you, he wouldn't be needed regardless. So it's pretty clean overall for the Falcons. Um, not so much. For the Saints, they're going to be without two really key players. One, Michael Thomas, who I know he's been hurt a lot these last few years and has kind of lost his kind of spot in the team as this elite receiver in the NFL. But he is still relied upon as the, to be the number two for that team. Uh, he's going to be out today. And then Marshawn Lattimore was just placed on IR yesterday. So he's their best corner, uh, and he's going to be out. He's been a, a superstar for them in that secondary. Uh, they'll also be without running back Kendra Miller. Uh, they will have Ryan Ramchek. That was a big question mark 
and that would have been a big miss to not have him an offensive tackle, but he did practice this week, um, and he's he'll be ready to play today. All right, so a lot's been made about, and rightfully so, Harper, about uh, the quarterback play, uh, not just today, but for the remainder of the season. But in a game like, let's specifically let's go to this game. Who do you need to see more of from the Falcons? Do you need to see more Bijan? Uh, do you getting the ball more? Uh, just let's focus on the offense a little bit. With, with uh, you see, you see Pitts getting targeted more. Drake London. Who, who's got to step their game up too to help this team against the Saints? Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and just say I, I don't think we have a real deep threat uh, offensively in yeah. the passing game. So maybe someone like Scotty Miller. Having Mac out for another game, it doesn't bother me because I know he's recovering. But I, it, what does bother? I want him to be in the lineup. I want somebody to be able to stretch the field. If Drake is not going to be that guy that goes deep, and Kyle will go down the seam, and I love it, but we just don't hit him every play. What else do we have that can stretch the defense? And if Lattimore's not playing, I mean, he's been a falcon nemesis for years a real thorn in the side so i'm glad from our perspective that he's not going to be in the ball game today but you know can we expose the guy who replaces him and, and comes in the lineup and just being able to go deep and, and complete a couple passes to kind of stretch the defense out and get them out of the box and that will open up in my opinion the running game i i agree our running game is good is it the best in the league no but it's pretty doggone close and if Bijan has 10 or 15 touches that's great 20 Sure, but I like Tyler Algier coming in fresh, and I love seeing Cordell come in fresh for four or five runs yeah. and, and being able to mix that in offensively as well. Cordero really brings, a CP really brings an attitude to this running game that I love, and it seems like when he gets in, he has one of those runs where he just look finds somebody to run over and does that and really kind of charges up the team, and that's what I want to see this team get back to is establishing that not just um, being able to run the ball, but really having an attitude about it. You know, remember remember when they played? I think it was the Browns last year when Arthur Smith just said, "All right, we're just going to run the we're going to run the ball. We're going to run the bleep out of this well, ball on the drive." That seventeen play drive. Yeah, yeah, and they just ran the ball. I think fourteen times in a row. Whatever it was. That, that's the attitude. You know, like that's the attitude that you want to see this team have. And I know that sometimes that gets construed as like, "Oh, well, that's because you don't have confidence in your quarterback, so you need well, yeah. to run the ball." Yeah, I mean, part yeah. <laughs> Partly. Part of it, but it, it, but I think that that will bring out the best in Desmond Ritter if you can establish that that presence in the game. And then also, I just would be funny. They should throw the ball to Scotty Miller in the red zone a little bit more, maybe because it seems he seems to catch every uh, every red zone ball that's thrown his way. Right, right exactly. Right, so let's flip this around a little bit and talk a little bit as we get uh, to the some of the keys uh, of the game here with the injury situation. Uh, it's not uh, you know Michael Thomas that kills you. It's not uh, Alvin Kamara that kills you. It's uh, it's Taysom Hill. That's the guy that kills us. Yeah, yeah. That's the dude that kills us every single bloody time at Taysom Hill. Please let it be somebody else. Let it, like if, if somebody's going to uh, put the dagger in you, don't let it be Taysom Hill. <laughs> just, just, just be prepared for that. I mean, you got to give him credit, um, the way that he's been able to carve uh, a role for himself in the NFL, which is not easy to do. Doing all these weird things, I don't even know what position to call him. Maybe he's, he's maybe he's Joker. their Joker. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Um, but yeah, you, you can't let yourself get beat by him. And unfortunately, he has beaten the Falcons basically the last two times they've played. When it was here at home, he had two really big runs, and then he threw a long pass that beat Richie Grant uh, deep uh, away game last year. So you got to prevent that from happening. And overall, you know, it's not like they're going to surprise you. I don't think. I think I you know they're not very efficient offensively. Um, I think as long as you can wrap up Alvin Kamara, honestly, I think that you've won half the battle there defensively. If you can be sound and just bring these guys down, 
on first contact, you're going to you know be on the front foot defensively in this game. He throws enough to where you have to worry about him. You have to practice against him throwing the ball. He runs the ball. He's got 5.2 yards per run right now. That's crazy. Uh, three touchdowns on the ground, and he's got 22 receptions. So what doesn't this guy do for you? He's your Kick. Swiss Army knife that you just <laughs> – and he went to BYU, so I can't like him anyways. Right, right. He's a Colorado State guy. Yeah. So just add even more to that. Uh, but he's that one guy fits all in in, in terms of their lineup and, and uh, has been now for years. I mean, even when Drew was there, he was good enough to keep him. And then he made a couple plays on special teams. I really think that's what did it. Is he, he made a couple tackles, and then the coaches themselves had to go, what's this guy doing? He's our backup quarterback, and he's asking <laughs> to be on kickoff coverage? Yeah, yeah. What the heck? He just wants to play. And he looks like he's having fun. He's a guy that John Madden would have said something really fun about. you know. So, yeah. I love oh, watching yeah, this yeah. kid. Um Go ahead. It's just, well, it's just amazing to me, just because the NFL is so hard. Like these are the elite of the elite, and they're very specialized in what they do. Just and he these makes players. it look easy. I doesn't know. He? Yeah, yeah. He makes it look easy in all these different positions. Uh, it's those it's two gr- runs he had against really us incredible. last year just embarrassed me because yeah. I'm going. Well, well, yeah, because you knew it was coming. There, I'm going to run right, and we still uh, you can't know, get it. We out right. Yeah. Uh, and of course, now uh, again, you're seeing. I think the impact of the loss. We talk. Look, there's no replacing Grady Jarrett. I get that. But on the outside there, Joe, on that linebacking court, Nate Lyman does not have the foot speed of Troy Anderson, and I think that really costs the Falcons against Dobbs and against Kyler Murray, and hopefully it doesn't cost him today. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think – it's not just Nate Lyman, but I think even like on the edges, Bud Dupree, Clays Campbell, these are bigger, more powerful edges, and I think that they've really had you know, some struggles going against some of these guys like a Josh Dobbs who can scramble, get outside the pocket, move. That's why I was a little bit worried about Jameis Winston, but I think that Derek Carr is actually a little bit better of a matchup for this Falcons defense, just because he's going to be a little bit more predictable in where his launch points are, where you know where he's trying to get in the in the pocket, and I think that uh, hopefully they'll be able to have some success. And Alvin Kamara, for as much as we talked about him, as good as he is, he's not the kind of fleet of foot guy that he used to be in the past. He's a little bit you know a little bit more plodding, slower, more powerful back nowadays, and so you would hope that that plays into the Falcons' advantage and, and fits kind of in the game plan with the way that Nate Lamon, these linebackers like to play as Even well. Even though he's on the roster, he hasn't done a whole heck of a lot, and that's Jimmy Graham. Jimmy's been another guy that's mm-hmm. kind of I forgot the he's Falcons. on their roster. Yeah. He's had one catch, eight yards, but that one catch was a touchdown. But it's Juwan Johnson and Foster Moreau. Moreau. Those are the two guys that I'm kind of mm-hmm. concerned about because the Falcons have had some problems with tight ends they in the past. And Foster yep. Moreau himself. Yep. Yeah, They've struggled against tight ends really for the last couple of years, honestly. And, yeah. uh, again, when you look at the safety position for the Falcons, Richie Grant's been well, under a lot of fire. I mean, the Cardinals took full go, advantage of it with Trey McBride. Go there. I, it, <laughs> Richie Grant. Uh, no bueno. No yeah. bueno. Uh, you go back to the Detroit game where he turned the wrong way and, and let, uh, you know, Detroit get a wide-open touchdown. Uh, I mean, no bueno, Harper. Struggles, yeah. Patrick Bates is having a, a good – remember, three picks in the first game and nothing since, and we don't have a lot of turnovers. So, again, putting pressure on Derek Carr, not allowing him to dump it off because uh, that's where Landon, I think, and, Jesse and Ellis are, are, are both going to be uh, have to excel here today right. and with the dump-offs. And then, yeah, obviously Bates is, will, yeah. will be picking up somebody um, – that that the Saints are going to get the ball to. When you come off a bye, that's typically the time where you expect there to be, if there are going to be any changes in the starting lineups for on either side of the ball, that's when you figure they're like more likely to come. It doesn't seem like Richie Grant has lost his spot yet at strong safety, but um, it, it 
I wouldn't put it against him losing it at some point if, if his play, his recent play, continues because it's just untenable to have a safety that, that's that error prone. You got, you know, a lot of people look at Ricardo Helms as um, a Demarco Helms as a guy who could potentially replace him, but I think actually maybe more likely it would be Micah Abernathy just because he's more of a, a deep safety coverage type as opposed to Helms being more of a box safety, kind of like Richie Grant is, where he prefers to play down near closer to the line of scrimmage. But either way, whoever it is, you just got to have just more security in that position because that's one of those positions where if you screw up, you're potentially giving up a long explosive touchdown play. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the secondary has shown some weaknesses. Um, we've had an extra week to heal up. You know, yep. here it is week 12 of the season. You're going to have some guys banged up anyways. But, uh, you know, mentally, you know, am I in the right place at the right time? And that's, yeah, we that's talk, been suspect. We talk a lot about the offense having confidence. Does this defense have confidence? Because, again, it's this defense that's given up the highest point totals of the season these last few weeks to offenses that have is no that business having great have scoring this many points. Is that really the it? I, I mean, I, I don't know for certain, but it certainly statistically it correlates exactly with him leaving early in that Titans game. And ever since then, they have been giving up points galore. Well, I, th- I I would agree with some of that, but uh, how fragile it is that if you don't get the same pass rush, you know, if Street comes in and gets the same type of pressure, which he doesn't, he's a different guy and he's going to do things differently, but the outside edge, uh, that's been a weakness for years for us. Uh, covering tight ends, we've talked about that. You know, going deep once or twice a ball game. I mean, just throw all of that in. We were able to solve that earlier in the year where, we, hey, we got a top 10 defense. Yeah. The amount of yards that we give up and the amount of points, both top 10. Now we're slipping out of that. Grady had his way with this interior Saints offensive line last year at the, in this home game. I think he had three sacks in that game. David Onyemata has been one of the best pass rushing interior defensive linemen in the NFL this year. Going against his former team, I'm sure that he's going to have something to prove uh, to the maybe that Saints front office. He and and uh, I, both, I, yeah. I really hope that he can have the best game of his Falcon season so far. This is the Wade Ford Tailgate Show brought to you by Wade Ford, Atlanta's Ford dealer. When we get back, the Falcons' final seven games of the year. What's it look like and how many can they win or how many do they have to win as we count down the kickoff between the Falcons and the Swappers on Sports Radio 92 on the game. the Wade Ford Tailgate Show live outside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It is an NFL Sunday. Feels like a Sunday. Harper, you played in a lot of games colder than this. It's just chilly today. Uh, but, of course, with the, with the indoor here. Uh, I am kind of curious, though, just generally, because next week you've got to go to New York, and still on the schedule is a trip to Chicago yeah, in yeah. December. And totally so enough. there could be a couple of really cold outdoor games. How do you wrap your... When you when you're in a game, and today's not one of them, but when you're in a game that's really cold, uh, when you start playing football, are you just playing football, or does does it get into your head a little bit? I mean, you played at a cold weather school. Yeah, well, we've had a couple of games. Uh, we were up in Buffalo in December. Elbert Shelley was our all pro special teams guy, and he was having some issues. You know, I can't. Play. He brought some pepper, some special pepper that you cook with that he was going to put in his shoes in in between his first and second (laughs) pair of socks because that was his magic trick. He's from 
Jonesboro, Arkansas. He went to Arkansas State. He's a Red Wolf, and he goes, "Man, that's how I stay warm." And it was the it was the pepper, and he couldn't find it. It was in the wrong bag. He had to, you know, but little tricks of the trade that some people have that uh, some work, some don't. But whatever you think. That makes you or helps you stay warm. Now you go to New York next week. The biggest thing I'm not—it's not the temperature; it's the wind. The wind, yeah. Because when the wind kicks in and starts swirling around in that stadium, it goes from "I know I'm cold," but then you get colder because of the wind, and the the the, the wind chill starts kicking in in a different way. And a grant—you know—there are people up there in New York right now. That if they were listening, they're going, "You pansies! You don't know what you're talking about. You don't even know what cold is. It's not cold yet." Wait till January. The wind also really tough for radio broadcasters because it makes me angry every time it gusts up here. It is one of those kinds of gusty. That's what the thing about today. When the wind settles down, it's not too bad. But, man, the wind, really annoying. Yeah. All right, so it's a must win for the Atlanta Falcons today, but it's not – you can make an argument that it's not a must win because must wins only exist when you really, 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 really – must win or else and if you lost today you could still make the playoffs still win the nfc south by winning your final six games all right but good luck with that right uh so i want to take a quick look at the remaining seven games in this second half and my question to you real quick it's the redundancy it's this week and then next week's a must win game and then next week's another really 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 must win really 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 and here i was at four and three a month ago and the falcons have not won a game in over a month on the calendar october 22nd against the Tampa bay buccaneers and here it is, the 26th of November, yeah. and they haven't won a game since the 22nd of October. Uh, and I was kind of hopeful that the Falcons could get a little bit of distance themselves and maybe make the game against the Bears uh, in, in Chicago and then the final game against the Swampers in New Orleans. Uh, you can move points, but that's not going to happen. Uh, they're going to be hyper, probably hypercritical. Well, at least I hope they are, because if they're not, then it's probably unimportant the other way, which means the Falcons are out of it. Uh, so as you look at these seven games, it's just a yes-no question to you, Harper, and then I have a broader question for you, Joe. So here are the final seven games. I'm going to go down the list. You just say yes or no. Can the Falcons win the game, Harper? Okay, yes or no. Today against the Swampers. Yes. Next week against the Jets. I'm going to say no. Wow. Uh, then against the Buccaneers. Yes. The Panthers. At Carolina, yes. The Colts. Indianapolis, yes. The Bears, going to be tough but yes the saints again in new orleans no all right i'm going to answer that a different way joe okay i'm going to say you can win the game today against the saints yes jets yes bucks yes panthers yes colts yes bears yes saints yes you can win every game my question to you is can you also lose every game <laughs> yeah i mean exactly they can because they've lost to tennessee with under will levis making his first start Minnesota with a quarterback who'd been there for two days and didn't know the offense at all and had to have it explained it to him in his radio helmet before the 15-second mark cut it off. Uh, and then obviously in a game where you're just clearly overmatched talent-wise or you're overmatching a team talent-wise in Arizona. So that's that's the frustration about the Falcons this year is talent-wise, this team can and probably should beat all these teams that they have left, but there's very little confidence that they will actually do that, that they'll actually play up to the level of the talent that we think that this team has and that's what's so frustrating that's why arthur smith's name is kind of on the on the hot seat from a lot of fans and honestly i can't blame him yeah it's one of the things i said on the way for tailgate show going into that cardinals game was yeah i want to predict the falcons to win this game by whatever score or whatever but but do i really think that they're actually going to win it's hard to say at this point that they're going to beat anybody to have that much confidence yeah well we, again you lost at home to sam howell i mean we talked about the other game you lost at home 
to Sam Howell in a – that commander, you saw them this week, they've quit. Didn't quit against us. All right, yeah. John, same question to you. Now, you are a New Orleans saint. I said that as clearly as I possibly can. I'm not because I'm sitting here and not <laughs> in prison at the moment, but go ahead. Okay, if you were in prison, you got a game here at Atlanta. Yes or no? Yeah. Gonna, Detroit next week. No. It's at home against Detroit. At home against Oh, Carolina. well, well I'll, I'll call that a maybe. I, I didn't give you a yes, maybe, a no. It's yes. yes or no. Yes, you can beat the Lions at home. Home against Carolina the following yeah. week. Home against New York Giants the following oh, week. Oh, yeah. At Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. At Tampa Bay. Yeah. Atlanta at home. Yeah. You can win them all. Yep. That's what makes this division so incredibly open. It feels like all these NFC South teams have pretty easy schedules, especially from, from here on in, and it's going to be whatever team but can you, actually execute you, and, and get the results. This is why it's so frustrating, because we're we're sitting here a month ago after the Tampa game at 4-3, and three, yeah. and we're looking at three games going to the bye, yeah. going, hey, can we win it all looked, three? It looked great seven and three, at that point. Yep. Be two games ahead. Yep. We'd be 7-3. and three, so Swappers would be 5-5. Five and five, We'd be two games up. We'd be sitting here saying, if they win the game today, it's over. Yep. Falcons are going to win the division. And instead, they gag, gag, gag. And and one of the reasons why we were so optimistic at that point was that they had basically won the games that you thought they would win. Like, you know, when you talk about can they win this game, can you not win? Like, a lot of people said, yeah, the Falcons will probably beat Carolina, probably beat Green Bay. You probably lose to Detroit. You probably lose, you know, to Jacksonville and London. Maybe the Washington one is a game that you thought you you should win you didn't maybe the houston ones one you thought you wouldn't win and you did so you basically had the record that i think you thought you would probably have after that tampa bay game when they won 16 to 13 but that was the last one they had on they've had unfortunately and that's why we sit here now with a total lack of confidence by five against tennessee there you lose by three at home against minnesota you lose by two on the road and gag all three games at the end yeah and 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 that again I've, I've, i've talked to arthur smith and the players about this that's where they feel like you know, they haven't lost this locker room because they feel like they've been so close in all these games, and, yeah, it hasn't gone their way, and they're not making excuses. It's their fault it didn't go their way. But that's what gives them, I think, the hope that they can, you know, if they can correct some of those mistakes that they made in those crucial situations, they could be but on that, the other side of those results going that, from here. That hope from, is. Going from here all forward. right, Harper, that hope is leading. All right, take me back to your playing days for a second. You were on good teams, and you were on teams that you know, weren't, weren't so good. Yeah. Was there a point in the season in the not so good teams where you sensed you walked in, and you sensed you know with however many games that okay, I think this thing is over and we're just going to start playing out the string. Not quit, but there was just a a lack of uh, giddy up in your jump at that point. Well, June Jones's last game was at Jacksonville. We had nothing to do there, and they were trying to win a playoff spot, and we were ahead. We're, then we're driving late in the ball game, and the ball's deflected. And a Morton Anderson field goal, and they end up winning and going to the playoffs, and June gets fired the next day. I mean, we it took a late field goal for them to beat us. We we had just as much reason to quit as anybody. We didn't, though. We played really well. I mean, well, we, we played well enough to be in the game right there at the end. Um, there, are, there are some instances where 95, Falcons need to win one of the last two games to make it in the playoffs. The last two games are at Carolina which was at Clemson. The game was at Clemson against them the <laughs> very so first year. And then we had the, the 49ers at home, and the 49ers were, were clearly going to win the division. Well, let's let's beat Carolina. That's the, And we ended up losing late in that game, and we ended up beating San Francisco to get into the playoffs in one of the most fun games that I've ever been a part of. I, I, I was cheering like a, a 
five-year-old kid rooting for uh, it, you know the team, and we end up getting in the playoffs and lose to Green Bay the following week. But uh, it, it, you know, it, you, you give everything you have. That's what you do. It, it's your job. That's why you're yeah. there, and you you will be replaced if you don't. It's, it's the mark of being a professional. It, it, is bringing the best that you have to every game, no matter what the circumstances are. And that's you know that's what guys are paid to do. Now it's also funny this Falcons team is one that you know in the last couple of years of the Dan Quinn era they were kind of out of it they were pretty clearly in the first half of the season. Then they come back and kind of ruin their draft pick to an extent by winning a bunch of games at the end when they didn't really matter. So um, yeah, I, I, listen, I, I think that it, I don't think guys at this level really kind of quit until maybe it gets to when you're. Two and ten, or something like that. I mean, I don't think that this team is close to that, especially. No, no, no. I wasn't saying that. I'm just wondering. You know, at at some point, you know. And by the way, that wouldn't be after this week, because again, you can make the argument. Okay, if we went out, we still get there, because it's not going to be like last year. An eight and nine team won the division last year. I don't think that happens this year. I think nine and eight wins the division, though. And to get to nine and eight, you got to go five and two if you're the Atlanta Falcons. And of those two, you cannot afford to lose twice to the Swampers, one of those wins has to be over them. I yep. think I think the Falcons are the only team who could win this division at 8-9, and, and the only way it could possibly happen is if they go undefeated. They win every single... Division game? Di- yeah, every single division <laughs> game. I think, that, that, I think that's the only... Comporto in the division way. and lose everything else. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But, having, like, that's not... You can't rely on that. Like, you, you probably have to go 5-2. and two. You probably have to go 5-2 and two from this point, finish 9-8, and eight. And then if you do go 5-2, and two, you surely will have beaten some of those division rivals that you need to beat in order to cr- create that space in the division. Yeah, you'd have to win at least two because you have yeah. three out-of-division games that Jets, the Colts, and the Bears. Yeah. I think the uh, statistics and bell curves and standard deviations were getting a little too soon because <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to wait till about three That's weeks right. before right. the playoffs to look at the infinitesimal amount of possibility. Well, I can already, get I can well but, but here's the I guess here's the point though. That, I, it goes back win. to yeah, yeah it, go, it goes back to the importance of the game today yeah. and the critical nature of the game yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, well, because we, without this game today, whatever math you start doing yeah. becomes, as Joe said earlier, what the playoff percentage is. 40 if you win and 10 if you lose? Yep, 40 if you win, 10 if you lose. <laughs> that's that's a pretty clear. That's a bell curve that I can live with. I feel if, it, if that's an accurate estate statement because, it, well, what's the, hey, you had a big hole in your middle of your season where you didn't win a ball game. You lost three in a row and then you lose four in a row? You, no wonder you didn't make the playoffs. Here's the Here's no the one does ch- that that's in the playoffs. Here's the other challenge of, of going 5-2, and two, if, if that's what you need to do to make the playoffs. This team, just in the Arthur Smith era, has, has never strung together wins like that before. Like, I don't think they, this team has ever won five out of seven games that they've played. I don't know if they've won. I don't know if they've won three out of four. I was going to say, I don't know if they've won. Have this, has this team won three in a row under Arthur Smith? I don't believe I don't, so. I don't believe so either. So they may have won. That's going to be another hurdle that they're going Maybe to have to Maybe they won three out of four over. at one point, but that would be about yeah. it. Yeah, I think last year they would have won three out of four at some point too. But um, Well, you're bringing up for me uh, a difficult subject, and that's because he was handicapped with 50 million dollars of, of cap room that we didn't have yeah and we had a lineup that basically had been decimated and the reason you got the job in the first place is because you have to repair no doubt all of no the doubt. holes that are in the dam that's holding this falcon organization together and no doubt. he's done a pretty good job of that at least to this point get a win today and a lot of things are fixed I not feel, all but a lot of things are going to i feel fixed. like i can already see it that this division is going to come down to a falcon saints game in New, in New Orleans on the final week of the right, season. At this point, I'd take that in a heartbeat. Oh, I would, too. I and would I'd run too. with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would, too. I'd take my chances. 
Barry Switzer once famously said, winning solves everything. Chuck Knox said it too. Not yeah. wrong. Yeah. Winning Not solves wrong. everything. Doesn't cure cancer, but it solves all of your problems. <laughs> <laughs> it is the Wayford Tailgate Show, uh, brought to you by the uh, uh, W Sauce, uh, which is the makers of uh, the Fireshire. So good you'll want it for breakfast all day. Visit the WSauce.com to find a breakfast sauce retailer near you as we get ready for the Falcons of the Saints. A 1 o'clock kickoff today at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and uh, one of the greatest rivalries in all of the NFL. And it's all ahead on Sports Radio 90 to the game. It is a rivalry Sunday. The party is kicking up into the next level, the next gear here at the Wade Ford Tailgate Show. Wade Ford is Atlanta's Ford dealer, and they're bringing you the tailgate show ahead of the pregame show. In about 20 minutes, Chris Goforth and Mike Johnson will take you to the network at 11 o'clock, and then 1 o'clock kick with Wes and Dave inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium as we get ready for this NFC South showdown, this rivalry game, this critical Sunday game especially for the Atlanta Falcons, between the Swampers and the Falcons with uh, John Fricky and Harper LaBelle and Joe Patrick out here on the uh, breezy patio uh, of uh, the uh, – I almost wish that somebody uh, had some guts to open up the – because you know they don't. I mean, obviously it's closed. But wouldn't you love it on a really cold day if they open up the – just to see how fancy we <laughs> because they forgot between the Georgia Dome and everything else what it was like to be at Fulton County Stadium. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> I don't even have any memories of Fulton County Stadium as a, as a football fan. Boy, I sure do. And I, uh, that was yeah. my first year here Yeah, in me too. Because um, th- it takes away the home field advantage for anybody. It doesn't right. matter. Mm-hmm. In the in the summer or you know when, when the season starts, take that heat and humidity and take a team from the north and just drain the sweat out of them yeah. with a home game the heat. where it's so stinking hot that yeah. they want to, they just don't want to play well. Right. And if it's cold here, it's cold everywhere. I mean, I think the Green Bay playoff game where they beat us and we ended up drafting Julio Jones the next day right. where they had three receivers. They had Cobb and other guys. I can't remember who they are. Bill Schrader and Robert Brooks. Those Sh- guys, yeah. Those guys were running all and we didn't have a home field advantage because mm-hmm. it was 72 degrees. Everyone in the in everyone was so comfortable. Right. If we had played that game in Green Bay, everyone would be talking about, "Oh, how cold it is." Mm-hmm. The Michael Vick game when we went up to Green Bay. Right. Yep. Spectacular, we'll, Michael. We'll, we'll take right. your weather, and then because I still remember just before halftime, John Madden saying on the air, he goes, "You know, I've been in this stadium a lot of times, and I've never heard anyone boo, but they're booing right now." And they were so upset that the Falcons were ahead, and and they ended up winning the ball game. But that, you know, it, Michael Vick pulling out the chapstick in the huddle. <laughs> right. Oh man, <laughs> love it. Yeah, I know. And uh, quarterback's been an issue for this team. Really for the last three seasons, because God love him, he's going to the Hall of Fame, but the last year of Matt Ryan wasn't really the first year of Arthur Smith, not so good. Uh, it was the end of Ryan's career, the offensive line was shaky, and and you could tell it was the kind of the end of the Ryan era, and so um, and then of course that was followed by the noodle arm quitter, and then now Desmond Ritter. I thought um, we'd go a whole show without him calling him that show. <laughs> we, had, we got one oh, in. Yes, I thought we'd get one show. Nope, still not, yeah. not And yet. you may have your fourth not. starting quarterback, or however many it is, 
You know, if you count backups, sixth starting quarterback by the start of the next season, if things don't go right. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on the positive side and hope that the Falcons show up today, get a win. Because if they get a win, I get everything changes tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It'll be the fascinating whole to yeah, listen the whole to the, outlook. You know, to listen to the station tomorrow. Yeah. You know, are people calling in saying, you know, hey, we're back in first place, okay? You know, all right. Or are they saying, fire everybody, fire this guy, fire yeah. that guy. Let's see Logan Woodside. Everyone is fired. Everyone. We'll, we'll, we won't even put a team on the field. We might get fired. And if you win, you go, man, we went through it. We, but we got through right, it. Right, we got right. through that that's, right. that hurricane of, of the season, and now it's time to get right back where we need to be. I think how it looks, too, is important. You know, just like you you want to see Desmond Ritter have a clean game, which which he hasn't had in, in a while. You, you, these, I think, the, the things that Falcons fans have just been tr- just desperate to see. I want to see the Falcons run the ball. Yeah, yeah, that too. I mean, you know the one thing I haven't seen this year? I mean, we've seen a couple of spectacular little, you know, kind of – I haven't seen, you know, Bijan bust one for 65 yards for a score. Yeah, he hasn't had an explosive – he's had some explosive runs, runs but not explosive and, touchdown know, scoring yeah, runs where he's running away from people. Yeah, yeah but – Explosive plus but, 10 or plus 20. Well, uh, he had one 31-yard, the catch, I think. Ex- yeah, that was about it. Explosive would be plus 20. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking about a real He's home had a few run. Of those. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but not the – yeah, not a long touchdown. I mean, still, the only the only – Explode uh, touchdown that this team has scored from outside of the red zone was that John U. Smith tunnel. Screen. Right, right. That can't that can't be. That, I mean, you know, that is not how Arthur Smith's offense is supposed to function. When he was in Tennessee, when it was, they were one of the most efficient offenses, you had Derrick Henry running for multiple explosive uh, touchdown you runs. Yeah, that guy. The that's a, a different AJ story. Brown, but, all those guys. You know, the few and far between. All right, guys. I'm going to start with a disclaimer because if you want somebody's jersey, you'd have to actually want it. I yeah. don't think there's anyone at this group that would want. A Saints jersey. But who in your mind, if there was one jersey from New Orleans, and Joe, I'll start with you today. And again, full disclosure, I know you're not going to keep it. You're probably going to give it away. Well, yeah, right? going if to I'm Goodwill give you a Goodwill? Yeah. Okay, good. that's that's very charitable of <laughs> yeah, you at this right. time of the year. You write it off. You can get something. So your favorite so, son of the Saints. So I'm an Ohio State fan, as you guys know. So I would have to go with Will Smith, a defensive end from the Saints, who was tragically murdered several years ago um, at a gas station. But he was one of the all-time great Ohio State Buckeyes. Won, won a national championship there. Good NFL player too, unfortunately, because he yeah. was. You know, I want to want the Falcons to win. But um, I would go with Will Smith. Good he would call. Be my guy. And there's no wrong answer. Yeah. So that's a. But is that? But then nice it would be, I would Will. say, oh, this is a nice jersey. Somebody shopping at Goodwill. Somebody will, will, love to have will it. enjoy it. Yeah. Somebody yeah, will enjoy exactly. it. Exactly. How about you, John? All right, I'm excluding orange jumpsuits. Correct. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I, I am absolutely getting a Morton Anderson. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to get Morton to sign it, and then I'm going to take red spray paint and put Rise Up all over it, <laughs> uh, both the front and the back. <laughs> and, Even and though it's a Hall of Fame, you know, you got a Hall matter. of Fame jersey. You still get signed. red spray painted Rise Up. Do you want the love that the seven? His I, number I, was seven with the with the. With it, the was he with the, with he the, was, with the, yeah. I don't know. And then he wore five it, it, with know, us. He wore five. Right. Um, right. I, okay. So that's why I was saying seven. Uh, that's what he was in, in yeah. swap. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember that. <laughs> you, you've erased that from your memory bank. Yeah. What about you, Harper? Well, I love Bobby as as a person. So Bobby Aber would be one. But he he's still doing podcasts and stuff and talking about how the Saints are going to win ball games. Yeah. So I can't do it. I just can't do that. So I'm going to go back with my gray hair, and I'm going to go one of the first names. Other than Tom Dempsey, who kicked the longest field goal mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. eight, and then Arch Archie Manning, right? 
Can you name any other original saint from the late the only one I can think of is Dan Obramovich. So I would go with a Dan, Dan Obramovich. Jersey. Dan Obramovich. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah, because that's... I can't think of anybody else no, who was I can't on think that of anybody team. Else. First time I ever saw the Swampers come into Fulton County Stadium, Archie Manning was a quarterback. And, man, they were bad. Oh, God, they were bad. Uh, and uh, the Falcons just wiped the field with them. And... Would you take a Ken Stabler Saints jersey? Oh, wow. that was the That's the pull one out. I forgot. I almost forgot for yeah. a second that he finished his or, career there. Or yeah. Earl Campbell. Yeah, Earl Campbell did, too. That is right? Earl Campbell in a Saints jersey. Right. And Joe's looking at us like, no, <laughs> who? Saying, if somebody saw you in an Abramovich jersey. Those are who dads, because I don't even know who you're talking about. So, Before my time. And, yep. Yeah. Anyway, so those, those are, yeah, again, Falcon fans know that we won't keep them. Nope. Yeah. You know, We'll be polite, not burn well, them. That would no, be no, no, I, no, no. I think burn. we may actually burn them as cold as it is right now. We <laughs> oh, well, that's true. <laughs> right that's now, right. we may actually yeah, get it right now. We, we, give give me a fire pit, and Good we can point. get that going. <laughs> We'd have a lot of people hanging around here, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, we are hanging around at the smooth lot outside Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Final thoughts as we take you to the network coverage today of the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints on Sports Radio 92 on the game. 90 seconds or so of our show. We're taking the top of the hour to the network pregame show with Chris Goforth. And, uh, of course, uh, our yeah, our old buddy Mike Johnson. We're just turning our heater off here. Sorry. Uh, Mike Johnson, Chris Goforth, uh, top of the hour in, in a couple of minutes. Then Wes and Dave with the call of the game. Falcon flyover after the game, Falcons and Saints. All right, in, in the final 60 seconds, Harper LaBelle, what kind of a game do you expect, and can the Falcons actually win it? Oh, so many things here. They're so close. Total yards. There's a 19-yard difference between the Falcons and the Saints. The third down percentage is pretty close. We have more sacks than they do. They have more touchdowns than we do. The turnover ratio. They are plus six. We're minus six. That's that's a huge thing that jumps out to me. They don't have Will Lutz. He's gone. He's in Denver right now. So if it comes down to a field goal late in the ballgame, that's going to be one important Fifteen seconds. Yeah, I expect a low-scoring, scrappy game. Um, Vegas actually likes the Saints in this one by a point and a half. So that tells you, I mean, that's not good luck. you got to turn that around if you're the Falcons going forward. All right, we'll see if the Falcons can get the second half started on the right foot here. For our producer, Noel White, for Chantel and uh, Jersey Mike, and the uh, on-site producers, Harper LaBelle, Joe Patrick, and John Freaky kicking it off to the network. And the pregame show of the Falcons and Saints on this beautiful Sunday. It's cold, but it's a beautiful Sunday on Sports Radio 92 on the game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.